Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Weekly Roundup as always. Let's just get right into it considering I missed last week. 2021, oh wait, that's spoilery, I'll have to get into that a little bit later. Watch new Tesla Model S Pla Plaid? Yeah, Plaid. Put a storming lap in Laguna Seca. The Tesla Model S Plaid is just... I keep thinking played. It's Plaid. It's just 2.5 seconds slower than the McLaren Senna. See the facelifted 2021 Mercedes AMG E63 and E53 sedan. When was there an E53? That's kind of new to me. But either way, you have you have an a sedan version, an estate version, and a cabrio version, and you can see them from every angle in the photos. Except you can't, because obviously audio podcast. The updated E63S gets a small, gets a few small visual tweaks and a slightly more comfortable suspension. Ring jumps into car business with dash cam, alarm, and connect system for your ride. Ring has been developing an interior camera that is triggered during a break-in, among other things. Drone footage shows Challenger Mustang and pickups submerged in Houston floods. Some Houston areas have experienced upwards of 10 inches of rain after Tropical Storm Beta. Listen to the 2021 Porsche 911 GT3 Touring's naturally aspirated boxer engine. Is that a PDK gearbox? The 992-based 911 GT3 Touring sounds like it's getting a PDK option. Lucid shows its tri-motor air running a 9.2 a 9.245 second quarter mile time. The Lucid Air's tri-motor layout is one second quicker than most supercars. BMW X8 prototype makes spy debut, and our only question is, what on earth? Based on this prototype, it seems the BMW X8 really is more than just a sloped roof X7. Jeep Wrangler stuck on California bike trail saved by local enthusiasts. Dozens of local Jeep enthusiasts teamed up to save this Wrangler. China's face of the 2021 Chevrolet Equinox launches with a sub $25,000 starting price. Joining the 2021 Chevrolet Equinox range is the RS trim level, boost, boasting sportier looks. Uh, it's kind of getting long in the tooth visually to me. All new Skoda Fabia confirmed for 2021 by company CEO. The 2022 Skoda Fabia will move to the Volkswagen Group's MQB A0 platform. If you're wondering what A0 is, it's probably the iteration of the MQB platform meant for small cars. A lot like the, I think we were talking about Toyota a while ago and, their, and the whole platitecture thing. That's It's probably something like that. Lincoln prepping special packet special edition package for the 2021 Navigator. The special edition pack will reportedly be exclusive to the Lincoln Navigator Black Label. The Mercedes AMG roof box holds 410 liters and can be opened from both sides. Geely's new C S E A electric vehicle platform to underpin a range of models. Geely's electric platform could also be used by other car manufacturers. Ferrari Omologata is a one-off creation based on the A12 Superfast. Commissioned by a European client, the Ferrari Olamagata took a little over two years to make. The Ford Equator is a full-size seven-seat SUV for China. The Ford Equator will be available with a 2-liter turbo 4 producing 221 horsepower. That's not enough for how big this vehicle is. It kind of, to, to put into perspective what it looks like, it sort of looks like a Kia Sorento with a... It's really hard to explain the front end because it's, it's sort of basically with a Cadillac, I think it's the XT6. Think of a Kia Sorento with the Cadillac XT6-like front end. And that's sort of what you have here in the Ford Equator. 458 horsepower Ford Mustang Mach-E, well, 
Ford Mach-E GT arrives in Europe as its fastest accelerating crossover. The all-electric Ford Mach-E GT can accelerate to 62 miles per hour in just 3.7 seconds. BMW Group to build EV batteries in Leipzig from mid-2021. Leipzig will become BMW Group's fourth plant to build battery modules after Dingolfing. Sorry if I got that wrong. Spartanburg and Shenyang. Giocatolo Marcella is an Aussie hyperrod with a hundred with 1,400 horsepower or with a 1,400 horsepower W16 engine. So then why does it have an Italian name? That's I mean I don't mind it. It just doesn't make sense if it's an Aussie hyperrod as they're calling it. The Giocatolo Marcella has two 7-liter V8s connected at a 45 degree angle. Oh boy, that's I mean it's a cool concept. It's just not a real road car. New Infiniti QX60 monograph previews a more stylish three-row crossover. The QX60 monograph looks nearly production-ready, and it previews the 2021 production model. Honda to sell 2021 Civic Type R Limited Edition through a lottery in Australia. Just 20 examples of the Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition are coming down under. The Koenigsegg Jesco sounds utterly insane with its flat-playing crank. The Koenigsegg Jesco's engine pumps out 1,578 horsepower, and revs to 8,500 RPM. Ford kicks off Bronco pre-production, shows exclusive lighting, no, lightning blue color for first edition. Bronco pre-production is underway, but don't expect them at dealerships anytime soon. California allows Amazon's Zooks, so Zoo and then with an X at the end, to test self-driving vehicles without backup drivers. I guess ZooX then. ZooX becomes the fourth company to get the permit after Weibo, AutoX, and Neuro. Hyundai's redesigned 2022 H1, or Star X and or the IMAX, spotted, could debut next year. Hyundai's van is going to get its first redesign in more than a decade. Tesla sues the U.S. government over tariffs on Chinese imports. Tesla claims the U.S. government made the tariffs arbitrarily and failed to consider relevant factors. Very possible. Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 Clubsport MR goes green with a natural fiber composite body kit. The natural fiber composite material is made primarily from farmed flax fiber, and it looks very, very gold on the front end. Lotus Esprit Mule hints at the return of an icon. The reborn Lotus Esprit could debut next year with a hybridized powertrain packing more than 500 horsepower. GM designers, designers pickup trucks of the future look ready to bite your head off. These are just design exercises and do not preview GM's future production pickups. Good thing too, because the front end looks very, very forward to me. And the rest of it looks very, very Tonka, which is actually a good thing. Jeep celebrates 80th anniversary with special edition models. The special edition Jeep's, Jeep's sport distinctive appearance as well as loads of gear. Prosecutors charge eight more VW employees over diesel scandal. The eight VW employees reportedly includes high, includes high ranking managers. New Infiniti QX60 monograph concept teased ahead of tonight's debut. Oh, well, we just talked about that. New Mercedes-Benz S-Class arrives in the UK with a higher price tag than the BMW 7 Series and the Audi A8. The cheapest 2021 S-Class will cost you at least £78,705 in the UK. That's not surprising because it might be more luxurious than both. 2021 VW ID4 reservation site crashes. First edition is sold out in the US. The ID4 first edition is the first variant of VW's EV and will launch early next year. MG unveils HS plug-in hybrid SUV, priced from £29,995. The MG HS FEV crossover is powered by a 1.5-liter turbo petrol unit and a 90-kilowatt electric motor. What is this mysterious 2021 Porsche 911 GT model? The new Porsche 911 from the GT division will premiere in January. Ooh, okay. 
That's cool. I'll have to add that to my OneNote file. PSA Group buys back shares from Dongfeng as part of FCA merger agreement. China's Dongfeng Motor took a major stake in the PSA Group back in 2014. 2022 Seat Arona coming next year with the most with the most subtle of updates. The 2022 Seat Arona may also receive some new engine options. New McLaren 765 LT is even quicker than originally estimated. Beats the Senna to 186 miles per hour. The new 765 LT is 0.8 seconds faster to 186 miles per hour than the lighter, more powerful Senna. Taycan just became Porsche's best-selling model in Europe. Porsche sold 1,183 Taycan EVs in the month of August in Europe, surpassing both the, both the 911 and the Cayenne for volume. Vauxhall unveils all-new logo, calls it confidently British. The Vauxhall logo moves from a 3D metallic texture in favor of a more minimalist approach. New Peugeot 508 PSE is Peugeot's most powerful road car ever. Peugeot's new 508 Peugeot Sport Engineered is a, th is a 355 horsepower plug-in hybrid sports sedan. 2021 VW Golf GTI UK pricing announced costs more than rival front-wheel drive hot hatches. VW has launched a new Golf GTI and Golf GTE in the UK. That is going to be it for this part, though. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, we are back. Updated Hyundai i30 and goes official with 8-speed DCT, less weight, and better safety tech. With the performance package, the 2021 Hyundai i30N will put down as much as 276 horsepower. Hyundai unveils Ionic Concept Cabin Previewing Future EV Interiors. The first model from the new Hyundai Ionic brand will be a mid-size crossover. BMW confirms development of i4M, but it won't challenge the M3 or the M4. BMW M's boss revealed that they will launch the first electric M car next year. That kind of reminds me of... How a lot of people say, oh, well, they don't. Porsche doesn't make the Cayman faster or more interesting because they don't want it to step on the toes of the 911. This seems a lot like that. 2021 Rolls-Royce Ghost stretches its wheelbase, becomes the Ghost Extended. The Rolls-Royce Ghost Extended has a wheelbase that's 170 millimeters or 6.7 inches longer than the regular model, which I don't personally understand because I thought that if you wanted an extended Ghost, you would just buy a Phantom. But I guess this is still cheaper than a Phantom, so there's a reason, there's a need for it? Or there's a place for it, perhaps, in the lineup? 197 horsepower Ford Puma ST brakes cover. Does 0 to 62 miles per hour in 6.7 seconds. Not bad, but not brilliant, I guess. The 2021 Puma ST is Ford's performance is Ford Performance's first SUV developed for Europe. Robert Kubica shows what an F1 driver can do in a rented BMW M4 at the ring. It probably helps that it wasn't his car. <laughs> Kubica reminds us that F1 drivers are simply on another level in terms of speed. Hyundai eager wow, a lot of Hyundai news here. Eager to speed up development of flying vehicles. Hyundai, together with three partners, want to put urban air mobility to commercial use by 2028. That is not going to happen. Upcoming C8 Corvette Z06 nabbed on film. Sounds mean at idle. The C8 Corvette Z06 has a 5.5 liter V8 that could deliver up to 625 horsepower. Fancy a McLaren Senna? This one's heading to auction with just 95 miles on it. The McLaren Senna is painted in pure white and sports a number of azure blue accents. Is this another Jeep thing? Wrangler found abandoned hanging off a Californian cliff. It remains unclear why the Jeep Wrangler drove up to this hiking trail. Reynolds CEO reportedly committed to the Megane. Next model might spawn a crossover variant. The Megane will reportedly become a pillar of Reynolds' lineup and could get a high-riding variant. Lordstown Endurance interior revealed with three screens. Lordstown has revealed the interior of the Endurance and announced they have received 40,000 pre-orders. Let's get into the first article, though, and we're actually going back and talking about the equator once more. 
A new seven-seat SUV has just been launched in China in the form of the 2021 Ford Equator. Photos and details about the vehicle are thin on the ground at the moment, but we know that the SUV comes from the Jianling. I was about to say Jingling, that was about to be really bad, for joint venture. Elsewhere, it is reported the Equator is 4,905mm or 193 inches long, with a width of 1,930mm or 76 inches, and a height of 1,755mm or 69 inches, and has a 2,865mm or 113 inch wheelbase. As for power, the Ford Equator will be sold exclusively with a 2-liter EcoBoost 4-cylinder petrol engine delivering 221 horsepower. Not enough, I suspect. Buyers will reportedly be offered the choice of 5-speed automatic and a 5-speed manual. Okay, the 5-speed manual is kind of interesting, but a 5-speed auto in 2020? That is very behind the times. As well as the option of rear and all-wheel drive configurations. Car News China reports that the Equator is aimed at the likes of the Jeep Grand Commander and the Toyota Highlander. From a styling standpoint, the 7-seat SUV has a unique front end with a set of tiny headlights that appear to incorporate LED daytime running lights. The Equator also features secondary driving lights just above the front air intakes, as well as a front skid plate. The rear of the new Ford has LED taillights with a light bar connecting them. Think Lincoln, old Lincoln Navigator, like the 2015 one. That's, it's like that, but in, is it invert? No, it's like that, but a lot slimmer. There is also a large Equator badge and what happens to be, or what appears to be a split tailgate. Twin tailpipes and a subtle, fa uh, subtle faux diffuser. We don't have any interior shots of the Equator, nor any pricing details. Eh, looks pretty okay. Next, we have the PSA-FCA merger, and that article that we, were, that we mentioned before. The PSA group has been buying back shares from Chinese partner Dongfeng, ahead of its merger with Fiat Chrysler. Oh, ahead of its merger with Fiat Chrysler. Dongfeng Motor had taken a major stake in PSA back in 2014. PSA stated that it brought... That it bought back approximately 10 million shares for 163.85 million euros or 191.9 million dollars, which is approximately 1.1% of the French car maker's capital, reports Auto News Europe. The PSA FCA merger is expected to conclude in Q1 of 2021, with the new company taking on the name Stellantis. Meanwhile, PSA has also announced an amendment to its merger agreement with FCA, which initially called on the French automaker to buy back a total of 30.7 million shares from Dongfeng before the end of this year. Now, however, the remaining 20.7 million shares will be sold to PSA or one of several third parties, and if transactions don't close before December 31st, then the shares will have to be sold by Dongfeng to one, of, to one or several third parties in one or several transactions by the end of 2022. Back in December, when PSA first signed its combination agreement, BPI France and Dongfeng each held 12.23% stakes, taken in 2014 when PSA was on the brink of bankruptcy with the Peugeot family also keeping a 12.23% stake. The latter also has an option to increase its stake by 2.5% by 2.5 percentage points by buying shares from either BPI France or Dongfeng. Dongfeng agreed last year to sell down its stake in PSA in order to hold 4.5% of Stellantis, rather than 6.2%. The Chinese company's potential stake in Stellantis has even drawn the attention of the Trump administration, which intends to review the merger. Let's get into the new Ford Puma as well. Ford Performance has finally lifted the veils off its smallest SUV and the first of its SUVs developed for Europe, the Puma ST. Packing the powertrain of the Fiesta ST platform sibling, the Ford Puma ST is powered by the same all-aluminum 1.5-liter EcoBoost turbocharged three-cylinder petrol engine that makes 197 horsepower at 6,000 RPM and 236 pound-feet of torque or 320 newton-meters between 2,500 and 3,500 RPM. 
While the power is pretty much identical with the Fiesta ST, the peak torque is 30 Nm or 22 pound feet of torque higher, contributing to enhanced responsiveness. The performance SUV springs from 0 to 100 km per hour or 62 miles per hour in 6.7 seconds, which means it's just 0.2 seconds slower than the far, I say far lighter, than the lighter Fiesta ST. The hot hatch is also faster, reaching a top speed of 144 miles per hour, while the Puma ST maxes out at 137 miles per hour. However, there's a manual gearbox, chassis upgrades for the most agile Ford SUV driving experience yet as well. Ford Performance says it has tuned the exhaust note to better suit the Puma ST's more refined SUV character, making it one decibel quieter than the Fiesta ST, that's hardly anything, for a more relaxed cruising experience. As with the hot hatch, the engine turns the front wheels via a 6-speed manual gearbox, which features a shortened final drive ratio to favor acceleration while accommodating larger 19-inch alloy wheels. For those interested in fuel economy, the Puma ST is projected to average 6.9 liter per 100 kilometer or 40.9 mpg UK and or 34 mpg US in the WLTP test cycle with corresponding CO2 emissions of 155 grams per kilometer. When it comes to the chassis, the when it comes to the chassis, Ford Performance made significant changes over the standard Puma, including the addition of a Quifi limited slip differential, it's an LSD, option and force vectoring springs. Furthermore, the optimized chassis features bespoke twist beam, which are 40% stiffer than the ones on the Fiesta ST, and anti-roll bar and damper configurations. The Puma ST also rides on specially developed Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 4S tires, no not Sport Cup, Michelin Pilot Sport 4S tires to help deliver the most, the most agile Ford SUV driving experience yet, without sacrificing ride quality. Steering responses are said to be 25% faster, while the brakes are 17% larger. Selectable drive modes are key to the Puma ST's versatility, offering normal, eco, a first on, on an ST model, sport, and track modes. In addition, the three-mode ESC gives, driver the, gives drivers the choice of full system intervention, intervention, wide slip mode with limited intervention, and full system deactivation. A launch control feature is also part of the package. In the looks department, the Puma ST is not all that different from a Puma ST line. Unique features include a forward performance embossed splitter integrated into the front bumper to increase front and downforce by almost 80%. See, the thing is that sounds impressive, but that's an increase of 80% from largely and more likely than not, nearly nothing. A larger rear roof spoiler and a diffuser-like element incorporated into the rear bumper. Rounding out the exterior upgrades are the signature SD upper and lower grills designed to deliver increased engine cooling capability. Gloss black roof, mirror caps, and rear roof spoiler as well as 18, no, 19 inch wheels and magnetite or machined metal fi finishes. Customers can choose from six body colors including the, ex the ST exclusive Mean Green. The cabin features heated Recaro Sport seats embossed with the ST logo and finished in grippy Miko Dynam Dynamica material. Ford Performance skid plates, a flat bottom leather steering wheel, and an ST gear knob. The seats, gear lever, gator, and ST branded floor mats are finished with metal gray stitching. Standard features include a wireless charging pad, quick clear heated windscreen, front and rear parking sensors, rear sensing wipers, and Ford's 8-inch SYNC 3 infotainment system with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto compatibility. The Puma ST also comes with standard Ford Pass Connect modern technology, which allows owners to remotely control vehicle features, including door lock, unlock, and vehicle locator via the Ford Pass mobile app. The modem also enables cloud-connected local hazard information. In the UK, the Puma ST starts from £28,495 or $36,300, while the performance pack with limited slip differential adds £950 or $1,210.
And lastly, before we go to the break, Hyundai eager to speed up development of flying vehicles. Hyundai Motor Company is working alongside Incheon International Airport Corp, or IIAC, Hyundai Engineering and Construction Co., and KT Corp. in order to accelerate the development of urban air mobility, or UAM, or UAM perhaps, and begin test flights as soon as possible. The four companies aim to commercialize urban air mobility by the year 2028. Hyundai unveiled its first aerial concept vehicle, which featured eVTOL tech at CES 2020. What, e what eVTOL stands for is Electric Vertical Takeoff and Landing, which is necessary in order to make urban air travel a reality. Back in June, the Korean government announced the Korean UAM Roadmap, which included the UAM Grand, Ch Grand Challenge, a joint demonstration project aimed at studying the construction and operation of vertiports, airports for UAM vehicles. Going forward, Hyundai will look to develop the UAM business and secure business cases, while IIAC will establish the infrastructure and study feasibility of, of utilizing these vehicles as airport shuttles. Meanwhile, Hyundai Construction will strive to build the vertiports as well as the transit hubs that will eventually connect to other means of public transportation. As for the KT Corp, they will set up a communications infrastructure and make business cases for UAM as a mobility service. The breadth and depth of this partnership shows what it will take to build a comprehensive UAM ecosystem to serve megacities like, like Seoul, said Hyundai Motor Urban Air Mobility Division boss Yawan Shin. Apologies if I got your name wrong. Building a robust infrastructure and business model is just as important as developing innovative UAM vehicles. This partnership demonstrates Hyundai's commitment to facilitating progress for humanity by ushering in a new era of urban air mobility that will revolutionize transportation. And with that, I will see you all after the break. Alrighty, everyone, we are back for the final say or final few segments, perhaps. Study shows Subaru WRX owners have the most speeding fines in the U.S. Other cars in the speeding fine study include the Volkswagen Golf GTI, which is actually a bit surprising, and the Dodge Challenger, which absolutely is not a surprise, although I kind of would have expected a Mustang there instead. California will only allow sales of new zero-emissions vehicles by 2035. The state will ban sales of petrol and diesel-powered passenger vehicles in 15 years. Lincoln Co. Zero Concept unveiled, previews upcoming EV with 435-mile range. The production model will arrive in 2021 and have a 0 to 62 time of less than 4 seconds. BMW Motorrad's first M bike packs 209 horsepower. The M1000RR is based on the S1000RR and features an upgraded engine as well as aerodynamic styling tweaks. 2020 Nissan Navara AT32 will cost you more than the Ford Ranger Raptor in the UK. Pricing for the Nissan Navara AT32 or AT32 starts at £42,850 including tax. Elon Musk says Tesla will probably make a smaller Cybertruck for, cyber for overseas markets. Musk added that they booked so many Cybertruck pre-orders that they stopped counting. 2021 Ford Ranger gets new STX Special Edition package for $995. The Ranger STX Special Edition pack brings new wheels and more gear inside. Cadillac XT4 makes European debut with exclusive 172 horsepower diesel engine. A 2-liter turbocharged gasoline engine with 227 horsepower and standard all-wheel drive will be available later. America's 2021 AMG GT coming with more power and a stealth edition. As with the Euro model, the base 2021 Mercedes AMG GT now makes 523 horsepower. Let's get into that study a little bit more though, I'm kind of curious. It's no secret that buyers of certain cars are more prone to being fined for speeding than others, and a new study 
has discovered which models are, are most likely to be driven by overzealous owners in the U.S. The study found that 10.54% of drivers in the U.S. states, or sorry, in the United, in the United States, because the other one was oxymoronic, have a speeding violation on their record. Of, of those, Subaru WRX owners are the most likely to be fined for speeding, with 20.49% of owners having received at least one speeding ticket. In second place is the Volkswagen Golf GTI, with 17.38% of owners having a prior speeding violation. Not far behind are Subaru, Impre Subaru Impreza, Infiniti G37, and Dodge Dart owners. Dodge Dart owners, you heard that right. What the mess? With 15.9%. 15.61% and 15.45% respectively of owners having received at least one speeding fine. Re rounding out the top 10 were the Hyundai Veloster, I'm not that surprised by that one honestly, 15.43%, Dodge Challenger 15.09%, Ram 2500 14.79%, Dodge Charger 40, no 14.71%, and Nissan 350, 350Z owners at 14.65%. InsureFi conducted the study by examining its database over 2.5 million car insurance applications to identify the models with the most speeding violations. When applying for a quote, drivers are required to input personal and vehicle information while also stating if they have been convicted of speeding in the past. The research team then analyzed the number of car owners with a prior speeding violation against the total number of drivers for each model to come up with a percentage. And so the national average is 10.54% that have had a speeding violation. How is the Dart the highest Mopar on the entire list? How is the Dart the highest Mopar on that entire list? 2021 VW ID4EV offers 250 mile range, 201 horsepower, rear wheel drive powertrain for $39,995. US launched in early 2021 for 43,995 ID4 first edition rear wheel drive model. Guess I'll have to get into that on its own at a later date. Aston Martin cuts prices on 2021 DBX and Vantage in the USA. Aston Martin's DBX is now $13,000 cheaper, whereas the Vantage is $7,000 cheaper. Stefano Domen, Domen, Domenicali, I probably got that horribly wrong, I'm sorry, leaves Lamborghini to join Formula One as the new CEO. Aforementioned person will allegedly become the new F1 Supremo before the start of the next season. That might be a good thing. Having a Lamborghini CEO as the head of Formula One, that sounds like a good thing to me. BAC to implement nano-element neobium in monostructure. BAC is set to become the first car maker to try out this lightweight material. Polestar to double its number of showrooms this year will expand into new markets. Polestar is looking at new markets in the Asia-Pacific region as well as the Middle East. The 2021 MG5 is an all-electric 214-mile compact estate that looks like a VW and is priced from 24,495, I'm guessing, euros. The MG5 EV undercuts the Nissan Leaf by $2,350, offers longer, longer range and more space, but also looks like it came out of 2014, maybe 2010 if it had a less modern front end. What I'm trying to say is it looks like a Dacia, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Sayat tags Cupra CEO Wayne Griffiths as new boss. Griffiths has also served as head of sales and marketing for the Seat brand in recent years. Tesla unveils tabless battery cells to improve EV range. Tesla will manufacture its own battery cells that will offer a 16% greater range. Renault Arcana finally coming to Europe in 2021 with all hybrid lineup. Based on the CMFB platform, Europe's Arcana will be built in South Korea. BMW announces European range updates including new engine options. Among others, the BMW 5 Series is now offered in five hybrid forms in Europe. 
2021 Kia Stinger goes V6 only in Europe, brings styling and tech upgrades. Kia has sold around 10,000 Stingers in Europe since the model's launch in 2017. That's not great. That's a bit poor. 2021 Range Rover Velar gets updated engines, new plug-in hybrid variant. The Range Rover Velar Feb pumps out 398 horsepower and it has a 33-mile electric range. Tesla planning to launch a $25,000 EV within three years. The new entry-level Tesla will use the automaker's tabless battery cells. 2021 BMW M3 and M4 receive host of M performance parts. The new BMW M3 and M4 can be optioned with a unique quad tail tailpipe layout. You know the the C7 Corvette and it has the quad tailpipes in the middle. So imagine that, except the innermost tailpipes are higher than the outermost tailpipe. So it's sort of like a V look. Tesla Model 3 embarrassingly fails autonomous braking test during safety de demonstration in China. The Tesla. The Tesla safety system failed to prevent an impact with the pedestrian dummy. Mazda drops pricing on new BT50 pickup truck in Australia. The new BT50 will launch on October 1st with a 192 horsepower 3 liter turbo diesel. This is the sporty 2021 Hyundai Sonata N-Line. The 2021 Hyundai Sonata N-Line is expected to have a 2.5 liter turbo with 295 horsepower. A 2002 Jordan F1 car driven by Takuma Sato is for sale. The Jordan EJ12 is now rocking a V8 Cosworth engine from Formula 3000. Audi R8 Green Hell Edition pays tribute to the R8 LM LMS's success on the ring. Special Edition R8 has a dark green exterior with matte black accents. That is going to be it for today, though. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell, then all notifications, that way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, then just boot up wherever you get your podcasts, type in Curtis Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.